Broadcasting live from Hartford, Connecticut, it's the Hartford Yacht Goats Radio Show. With smooth music, conversation, and other topics. Hey, and welcome to the first episode of the Hartford Yacht Goats Radio Show. I'm Dave, and I'll be hosting this show, occasionally joined by DJ Eric and DJ Cass, as well as hopefully other guests. But uh, it's a chance to play music and talk about things that are related to yacht rock and yacht adjacent. I guess, uh, you know, what are we hoping to get out of this show? Let me turn down the music a little bit here. Well, I think first off, finding some good uh, background music for talking would be the first good step. But then, uh, you know, ideally we'd like to maybe have a, a radio show, a kind of local college radio type station. Uh, that would be pretty sweet. Uh, in terms of how we're getting the show out and onto the air, we could be any number of ways. Uh, there's some plate ways we could post stuff online that we still need to investigate. Uh, also, just even making cassette tapes and mailing them out is an option. That's probably a little more manual, but uh, you know, all in the works. So if you're listening to this, thank you. And uh, we hope to play some great music, have some great conversation, and uh, make it an enjoyable uh, Yacht Rock-centered show, radio show, for you, the listener. So, the Hartford Yacht Goats. Uh, let's start off with uh, who we are. So, as I said, my name is Dave, and the other two members are Eric and Cass. And let's see, about in 2018, we started DJing uh, Yacht Rock music. And through a long story, I'll get into it at some point, we decided just to do it only on cassette tape. So we are the cassette tape Yacht Rock DJ squad here in Hartford. And we basically just uh, started off doing pool parties uh, for some friends. And over that summer of 2018, uh, and people kind of enjoyed it, just hanging out. I think I you know, was out in the sun with the tapes and learned a few things, learned not to drink so much. Uh, after a few incidents uh, of passing out at the end of a gig. Uh, but that's neither, neither here nor there. Um, so then we then uh, contacted one of the local breweries here in Hartford and um, you know, asked, hey, would you ever want to do a show there? And the owner of the brewery is nice enough to say, yeah, let's do it. And then that kind of snowballed and ended up playing you know, a number of shows uh, into 2019 where we did about, I think, 17 or 18 different shows. And... Uh, you know, went to did one in Boston with the Boston Typewriter Orchestra. We got managed to use gig money uh, to pay for a trip to Miami and, and do a show with the Yacht Rock Miami, which was uh, awesome. Especially being able to go down there in December when it was warm and it was cold here in Hartford. So um, now we're into 2020 and looking at what we want to do. And I think the idea is that hey, why don't we start just uh, recording some. Some do like a radio show, start recording some stuff, and see where it leads to. It's a good chance to play songs we like in this setting, have to, you know conversations, uh, have people call in, and go from there. I mean, and as I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not a radio professional. I'm not an entertainment professional. None of us really are. I spend most of my day in front of a desk with Excel spreadsheets doing budgeting and forecasting and accounting and analytics for a company here in Hartford. 
Cass works in finance and Eric is a elevator mechanic. So, uh, you know, none of us are necessarily uh, in the, you know, the hot LA <laughs> entertainment industry. But uh, yeah, that's, so that's, that's, what, that's maybe what will make the show really awesome is how, how bad it is, I guess. But um, anywho, so yeah, we're listening to Herb Albert's uh, the Magic Man album in the background, some hot stuff. But we'll get to some music, and um, we even have a guest already lined up. It's, it's, uh, big, it's a special one, uh, big get, big get on this one. It's actually my wife who just wanted to test the microphone out and uh you the first call in so she i just asked her about what does she think about the you know the yacht goat uh, shows that we do out there when we're playing out uh you know whether or not it's at a brewery or in other events we've managed to do some private events as well that are always interesting uh people don't exactly understand what we're doing so we'll get to that interview, or that it's barely an interview in a second. But before we do that, why don't we just, you know, get get to some music. Enough of me yammering here, chit-chatting. Uh, there'll be enough of that, I'm sure. In fact, I'm sure there could be some complaints. Hey, stop talking. Just play the effing music, you dumbass. But we'll uh, we'll deal with that all in uh, you know good time. Look at that. The tape is uh, moving on to the next song here. A good time to actually pull down the music and start, or pull down the background music, and start with some actual music.
Hey, welcome back. Uh, so that was our first little music segment. Uh, still learning all the ins and outs, I suppose, as to putting uh, cassette tapes onto this uh, recorded format. I have to admit, sometimes when we're playing live um, through the PAs, that the cassette tape sort of, you don't always notice all the little hissy bits and stuff, whereas it's a little more prominent here, but uh, I'll keep working on some stuff. I think there's a whole bunch of different kinds of compressions and technical stuff where uh, I can pull that off and maybe have less. uh, But anyways, so... In that set there, we heard Roger Vaduras's with Got a Feeling for You. And then moving on to uh, Peter McIan with True Believer. And then finally, Sea Level with Electron Cold. Uh, actually, in the middle there, I tried to play Steve Mars' uh, the Why Did I Wait So Long song, which is an awesome song. It has Kenny Loggins on it. But then the tape actually, I knew the tape, that tape was a mess. I, I ne- we never played out uh, in any live thing. I love that song, but I said, eh, maybe I can try to get it through. So if you hear that little glitch between uh, the end of True Believer and Electron Cold, that was me starting uh, the Steve Mars song. And then about maybe a minute in, they start going, and I said, oh, crap. So I had to do some fast editing. But, uh, you know, as we do more of these, maybe I'll get better at it. Maybe not. So, uh, yeah, let's just revisit what we listened to. So that's, that was Roger Viduris' song off his third album. His third album was called A Guy Like Me. That, uh, that song was co-written by Rick Chudikoff, who played in Kraken uh, with that On the Wing song I like a lot. Um, so yeah, that, I mean that has that little uh, has that little doobie, what a fool believes kind of bounce thing in it. I think it's a great song. I think Roger Vadoris is just awesome. I always talk about him. People uh, sometimes ask why, and I respond, why not? Uh, you know, if you can talk about Roger Vadoris all day, why why not to do it? You know, it's like I was uh, following the Grammy stuff, and people were talking about Billie Eilish. Hey, she won. Her and her brother won all these Grammys, and uh, it was a you know big thing because it's the first time they've some swept swept the top Grammy categories all the way back to Christopher Cross's debut album. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome, you know, for both Billie Eilish and Christopher Cross. But let's not forget that Michael O'Marty and produced Christopher Cross's first album and produced Roger Vadouris's first two albums. So. You know, I think we should always try to keep Roger Viduras in the conversation whenever possible. Um, that being said, the next song is a kind of deeper cut by Peter McIan, who uh, I love that album, Playing Near the Edge. It's such a horrible title, but I, God, I love it. And the, the, the album cover's terrible. Well, I don't mean to be mean to Peter McIan, but it's not a great album cover. It's like weird profile pic, with, which looks like a, it's kind of in the dark. It's too dark. And then... Uh, it looks like there's maybe an alien woman with his, her hand on his shoulder. Like, you don't know what's really going on there. And even just the name, like, playing near the edge. Like, not on the edge, near the edge. But, hey, listen, it's cool. That that song, True Believer, is a great song. There's other, most of the other stuff on the album is great, too. Um, Peter McIan, and actually, so Lenny Castro played percussion on it. Um, had a bunch of the female background singers who sort of had made some yacht rock albums as well on that album like Luke Ather plays on one song it's recorded out in LA but uh, that dude Peter McIan you know he made that album in 1980 and then went on I think in the next year 
to produce uh, Men at Work's first album, Business as I think it was their first album, Business as Usual. It was their biggest album, their big breakthrough album. And then did their second one, Cargo. So he produced two Men at Work albums. It's kind of a big deal. And then went on after that to produce the first two Mr. Mr. albums with Richard Page, of course. So, like, you know, Peter McKeon's kind of, he's kind of have a good career. And uh, no one really, I don't, you know, people don't talk about him every day, which is, I guess, uh, you know, whatever. There's reasons for that. But uh, I like I like that album, Playing Near the Edge. So then uh, we didn't hear Steve Mars' song because the tape got all flubby. I need to buy that on probably vinyl and dub it onto tape. It's a great album, great song. And Steve Mars, it really, uh, he made that. That song was, uh, has was I think, produced by Kenny Loggins. has Kenny Loggins on backing vocals, even though we didn't hear it. It's kind of weird I'm talking about a song we didn't actually listen to, but whatever. And um, Steve Mars really didn't do much else when I look at Discogs he basically I think the only other thing he did was he, he like wrote a song and played on a Pia Zadora album it's interesting because of course uh, Pia Zadora was in a movie The Lonely Lady which has two songs by Roger Viduras on it uh, sometime I'll play those songs on this show too and then uh, so then <laughs> after that Peter McIan song we went on to Sea uh, Level with Electron Cold. It's the only sort of semi-yacht adjacent. I'm not sure if that's really yacht rock or not, but you know, that, that, there's that song, uh, Living, in, Living in a Dream, that, that was certified by the Beyond Yacht Rock fellas. Um, so, you know, it's it's related. But it's the only song, yacht adjacent song, that actually I know that mentions Connecticut in it. And so since we're in Hartford, you know, I gotta play that song. I gotta... Show love from my home state of Connecticut. Uh, I don't exactly know why they mentioned it. Uh, so, like, Sea Level was a southern kind of fusion band, uh, southern rock fusion. Some guys who played with the Allman Brothers were in it. Um, Chuck, was it Chuck Lavelle? I'm not sure if he's pronouncing his name right. Uh, he was, like, I think the piano player for the Allmans for a little bit, for a while, actually. And then, uh, was his name Randall Bramlett, I think? He, uh, he wrote the song, but he's from the South. Uh, he did go. He did play with Greg Allman on Greg Allman's solo album. And one thing I know living you know, here in Connecticut my whole life, basically, is that the Allman Brothers play in Connecticut, or did play, all the time. So probably at some point in time, some, sometime they were on some tour up here uh, in the 70s, because, uh, man, they played here all the time. And it was probably really cold, and... Uh, sort of made a song about you know being in Connecticut when it's cold I know that uh, was it, it Jamoy I, I know I'm pronouncing his, his name wrong he, he lives up here he, right out right outside of Hartford uh, he was on the first two sea uh, levels he wasn't on that one though anyways anyways I'm kind of, I might be rambling here but uh, I just wanted to get you know talk about the music a little bit and you know this is the background music but still more of that herb Albert next track hopefully coming up there we go Oh, some lovely piano. So um, let's uh, head. Out. Let's just uh, do the first guess. Let's. Uh, it's it's going to be a quick cut because uh, we were just testing out the mics. But uh, what I wanted to do is just talk to uh, my wife, who goes to those uh, those yacht rock shows, and say, "Hey, what do, what do you think about what do you think about these uh, these events?" To, you know, and so that get to her response and. Give me a quick cut, uh, quick, really short, just kind of her thoughts on it, and then we'll, then we'll be back and probably do some more music and you know a little more talking maybe. All right. 
Tell me what you, what what do you think about yacht rock uh, when I'm out there playing? Do you like it or do you tolerate it? No, I like it a lot. I think it's fun. I think it's some obscure songs that I've never heard, but they have really good sound and good beats. And then really like songs I grew up with or worked at Cedric Pharmacy and heard or yeah. songs my mom would play and I always loved but didn't know it fell under that particular genre and what do you think so about when, when it's the songs that are like maybe they're really catchy songs but like never would have been played on the radio and, it, and it's like way way down the rabbit hole of stuff but they're still catchy well, songs think, but they're just like you're like wow yeah, never- I, I think it depends on the situation like when we're driving in the car and you're like playing this obscure Canadian guy that I've never heard of and you're really into it there's something nice and enjoyable about that and then I think when you're DJing out with Cass and Eric and um, you play a song that we haven't heard but it has a good upbeat and it, it kind of has a like it feels like a song we could have heard before but yeah. you're not sure Right. I think in the bigger context of things those more obscure songs work into the development of your playlist yeah. but when you go out and you're drinking and you're having fun with your friends you kind of want to hear those those more popular songs that you know all the words to and can dance to mm. but that being said being introduced to new songs along the way and you layering them in is i think is beneficial and it's good thanks thea you're all welcome right. I think- and we're back yeah so that was my uh, lovely wife of many years and uh just talking about our shows so now i just wanted to switch switch gears a little bit because uh, there's been something on my mind and i wanted to sort of throw it into this episode uh so there's this one album going back to i think around 1980 uh and it is uh it's a sesame street album and uh but it has uh, George Benson and the Doobie Brothers and Al Jarreau on it, uh, along with uh, what, Dr. John, Linda Ronstadt, Carly Simon, James Taylor, Livingston Taylor, the whole family. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, with with George Benson, Doobie Brothers, and uh, Al Jarreau, you'd think there'd be some, you know, some yachty songs on it. But but those guys, uh, the al- the songs on that Sesame Street album really aren't very very yachty. They're more kind of ballady or kid kid stuff. But there is one song uh, that I did want to play and then uh, kind of just get a feel for uh, what, what, what you think about it. And I'll, I'll, I'll let the question out afterwards, but I'll play it first. So uh, let me just pull down the music here and then we'll start up with that song. Yeah. One for all, all 
something is little, maybe when something is bigger. But hey, what else can he figure to do? Except to share all my every somethings with you. Hey, Ernie, we got it all figured out. Oh, good. Okay, now, we got cookie, mm -hmm. and you got milk. Right. Right. So you give me milk, and we got milk and cookie. Wait a second, Cookie Monster. Uh, what do you think we've been singing about? No, no, me no listen. No, no, no. What we've been singing about is sharing. See, I'll give you some of my milk, and you give me some of your cookies. Oh, listen. We got to share. Yeah, the, the best thing we got to share is you and me. You and me. Yeah, you and me. Me and you. Both of us. Ernie and Cookie Monster. All right. Uh, hey, we are back from that awesome Sesame Street uh, Ernie and Cookie Monster song. And actually, I was uh, listening to it and I thought, hey, why not reach out to Yacht Rock Twitter, you know, which is which is so awesome. And I said, hey, does anyone want to come on and uh, test out? First off, test out my phone system uh, for this show, and then you know, talk about a song. Got a response from Ben in Brooklyn. Now you you're, you go by at is it at Soul Korea on Twitter? That's right. Yeah, that's nice. my Twitter name and my DJ name. Oh, you're a DJ too. Uh oh. That's right. Tell me about what you DJ there in, in Brooklyn. So I actually have uh, Yacht Rock uh, that that uh, it only happens in the summer, the warmer months where people can be outside and drinking. Uh, it's called Smooth Move. We uh, celebrated our 10th anniversary. Uh, I think last year nice. and uh yeah we obviously aren't as um say dogmatic about <laughs> what we play um as opposed to like the you know the original beyond yacht rock guys yeah yep. we delve into things like you know 70s and 80s r&b which we feel like is basically the same music but you know just aren't formed by white guys yeah it's like a, it's like, it's like a cousin it, yeah I, I hear the same thing they're almost like you can hear that 80s r&b and you're like it's almost like exactly. a cousin to to the yacht sound and, and yeah, totally and we play a lot of japanese that uh, city pop type awesome. stuff as well and then you know sometimes you get those artists who you associate with like maybe harder rock mm -hmm. who have their forays into more easy listening stuff like you know say like waiting on a friend by the stones i feel like is their attempt to try to get like very adult contemporary uh yeah. i'll even play pool in the rain by led zeppelin because i feel like that's for them is very much an excursion into yeah. that kind of territory that's nice i bet the people enjoy hearing uh 
songs that they actually like. I know when we play and, you know, are trying to uh, ram, like, you know, a deep Jim Photoglow track down people's throats, you know. It's, it's <laughs> tough, you know. I have been, in, you know, in clubs, like, I've DJed hip-hop before, and yeah. you are always in that, like, kind of uh, precipice of, like, education versus entertainment. Yeah, so oh, absolutely. So you kind of have to give them, like, a little sugar with the medicine. Yep. You can't be too much of a, a scholar but uh you know in the end uh, hopefully because it's a daytime party it's more about the vibe and more often than not we get some people who are either like oh my god i haven't heard that song in a million years or they're yeah. just like what was that song that's amazing and you know you definitely get those songs that have been sampled by hip-hop songs so people kind of get that as well absolutely yeah no we, when, when our events kind of go into the more into the nighttime we're like uh, you know, we we're we're more of like a daytime into early evening into like you know into the, the late hours of maybe nine thirty, and then we're like, all right, we'll stop and let and let like you know actual DJs who don't play on cassettes and who have, right. <laughs> you know, let let them kind of get get the, the nighttime stuff going. Uh, as far yes. as I, I mean, as far, honestly, as far as I'm concerned, if I went into a place like late night you know let's say it's 11 o'clock some dark place and they're playing smooth yacht rock music i'd love it however i, I realize absolutely. people uh you know people in the real world don't always agree with my tastes <laughs> so, so anyways let's go let's get to the uh let's get to that sesame street song so did you hear a michael frank's potential vibe in that song absolutely i mean i feel like there are a lot of michael frank songs where he also has a very laid-back, sometimes faux, tropical Caribbean vibe, yeah. and uh, it was definitely like the the song never got too heavy or too loud. It was just like you know slightly more intense to the courses, and it had it had the faux reggae guitar kind of feel. Yep. I definitely could see him uh, whispering over that. Absolutely. So like even the players on that um, song that the. the the drummer is the drummer from Average White Band, you know, and they did that Shine oh, wow. album. So, and then the uh, the other musicians on it, I don't rem- I don't recall their name. I, I I was looking them up on Discogs, and it was basically like you know pretty serious jazz dudes who were kind of like jazz session musicians. I don't okay. think they didn't actually play on Michael Franks's albums, but like it was guys who would have been probably a little a little heavier on the jazz side and not in as much. You know, sort of, sort of, uh, not as far into like the Michael Franks uh, vocally type stuff, more kind of like instrument. Right. But like, yeah, for for what you know, back then, man, late late seventies, Sesame Street must have had some pull to be able to. Br- I mean, they brought in the Doobie Brothers the, the, with with Michael McDonald on that album. There's definitely at least one classic episode I've seen the clip of where Stevie Wonder is on oh, yeah. Sesame Street in the seventies. And uh, yeah, they definitely had some heavy hitters come in, and sure. they were more than happy to, to sit around and, and jam with the kids. Yeah. So, and, and you, you like Michael Franks, though? You, you're, it sounds like you're, uh, you're enough. I'm a big Michael Franks fan for sure. Um, I think he's definitely got one of the mellowest voices in all the genre. I mean, it's basically like a purring cat. <laughs> it's probably the closest uh, comparison I can make. Yeah, that's a good. Good comparison. Um, mm-hmm. So then, I guess if that song had been a Michael Franks, he probably would have to do a duet with somebody. I know he's done duets. He did a duet with Bonnie Raitt, and uh, I think I think Brenda Russell was on one of his albums. Definitely I'm did Brenda Russell. That was yeah. a Ladies' Night is the song that he does with Brenda Russell. I don't know the Bonnie Raitt track, but that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, I thought. Paper. I, yeah, I think I think he did a version of Lady 
Ladies Night with Bonnie Raitt, actually. Oh, wow. But yeah, anyways. Oh, wow. um, so I, I don't know I don't know who would be a good duet partner for that song. I'll, however, I'm pretty sure if he did it, the whole sharing and the milk and cookie thing would, yeah. uh, would, would, would delve very quickly. I, I mean, in the Sesame Street, it's clearly they're being uh, very... Um, earnest and sincere in what they're saying yes. whereas michael franks would be probably getting into the the more adult oriented euphemisms uh sharing is caring <laughs> yeah. exactly share exactly. share your love or whatever yeah. Yeah. Your, your caress yeah absolutely absolutely but um cool all right well well thanks for um Thanks for sharing your your thoughts on that. Uh, any, any, yeah. uh, this is this is the first uh, our first episode. Uh, eventually, hope hope to get it online and, and do a bunch more. Maybe we'll, we'll 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 have to do it again. I think we're gonna try having more people from Twitter calling on this show and uh, you know reach out with ideas and and uh, and actually the fact that we're pretty close with each other. One of these days, if you ever have a show, I'll definitely try to make it into Brooklyn. I probably get into yeah. New, York, New York like once a year. If that that'd but, uh, be cool, we could do like a cultural exchange or something. Oh, absolutely, know? yeah. And if you ever want, yeah. if you ever want to come to the uh, thriving metropolis that is Hartford, Connecticut, and see our uh, amazing beige buildings and uh, well, insurance, I'll tell you, I do, I do go to Maine, and I often have to go through Connecticut. Anyway, oh yeah, so I you get think to drive through be, Hartford. Uh, yeah, that's right. Kill two birds with one stone, maybe. Oh man, I've drived up to Maine too. That four ninety five part. Oh, don't get me started. I don't well, know. honestly, after Connecticut, it gets a lot better, but Connecticut yeah. is pretty bad. Yeah, Connecticut drivers is an acquired taste. I sort of just, uh, <laughs> I get in my car, I just don't think about anything, and the next thing I know, I'm at work. And, uh, wow, that's yeah. nice. It's like teleportation almost. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I don't know if I'm a good driver or not. But uh, <laughs> anyways, all right, well, let's, let me, um, let's wrap up the, this segment here, and then I'll probably yeah. be wrapping up the show. But thanks again, Ben, for calling for in. Sure. And let's keep, we'll, we'll definitely keep the smooth going, buddy. Right on. Well, that was fun. I think uh, I think I may have made a new friend there. Uh, so yeah, we're back uh, after that nice calling from Ben, and we're gonna wrap the show up. I think uh, I'm gonna play a little music, and it's gonna be an Al Jarreau song. And since we did our first, oh, it's a couple of callings, it's gonna be the song I Keep Calling. It's off the. It's actually not off the Jero album, but it's on, on my tape of Jero. It's the final song they tacked it on at the end. It's from those sessions from that same album. I, you know that that obviously has like Morning Boogie Down, Trouble in Paradise, amongst other songs. Uh, but on the album, the last song on side two is Love Is Waiting. But on the tape I have, it contains a bonus selection that is. I keep calling, and I, uh, I think it's on Spotify too, so it's not that rare. But um, I love this song, and uh, actually, Jay Graydon put out a uh, playlist of so- songs he's he's been on it, or some of his favorite, and this was on it. I'm like, yeah, that song's it's a jam. So um, I'm gonna play that one, and also because you know the Sesame Street album has Al Jarreau on it, it's not really a very yachty song. It's kind of a ballady. It's a nice song, but it's not you know it's not. Like some of his other stuff, so I figured, why not just end it with a nice Algero song? So, um, thanks for listening, and uh, hope to be back with another episode. And we'll have hopefully have uh, maybe Cass and Eric, the other Yako DJs, joining in amongst who knows what else. There's tons of surprises that I, even I don't know about yet. Uh, so, thanks everybody.
now I know you got to get through to you. Listen, they may wonder where, where you come from.